to Let's Talk Shop, the podcast where creativity meets industry knowledge. Whether you're a design student, a seasoned engineer, or a budding artist, this show helps you unlock your design potential and explores the elements that shape the world of design. Brought to you by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh. This is Let's Talk Shop, where creativity thrives and design takes center stage. Welcome to the brand new episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Shop. Let's Talk Shop is a portal to a whole new design world where we have fearless design conversations with the creme de la creme of the industry. These are the people who have taken the road less traveled and have emerged on the other side with various journeys to talk about. My name is Osha and I'm thrilled to be your host for today's event. Our guest here needs no introduction, Sir Aditya Menon. And he is a marketing professional with over 15 years of experience in brand and product management and has worked across diverse industries from eyewear, telecom, automotive and prominently in lifestyle sector. Currently, he is the head of marketing for Van Hussein at Aditya Billa and Fashion and Retail. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation that promised to ignite your creative spirit. I welcome you, sir. Thank you. So, sir, at first we'd like to know that how did marketing become a natural choice for you at the start of your career? Uh, Okay, so uh, when I was uh, doing my graduation, uh, I was actually very keen on HR. Okay. And this uh, one evening my father asked me, uh, what do you want to specialize in? And I said HR. And he just said one thing. He said, "Uh, that's a good choice. Uh, but HR professionals don't become CEOs, mm. okay? And then suddenly, okay, HR doesn't become CEO. So that's when I realized I have to pursue marketing. Okay. That's how I got into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this is how you sparked your interest yeah. as a young person. As in, a young person. As a young person. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have uh, worked in various industries. So, like, uh, what shaped your viewpoint towards lifestyle marketing? Okay. So, um, you know, core principles of marketing uh, dictate, and especially the categories that I've worked in, uh, dictate that everything starts from the consumer, right? Uh, And identifying consumer tensions is something that interests me very, very early on as brand planners. Uh, And I want to kind of, so in automotive, in even lifestyle accessories, I was a titan. The whole idea was to figure out consumer tensions, functional tensions that were able to, that brands were able to solve, right? Uh, Why I got into fashion and fashion accessories is because uh, if you really think about it, the category, so let's talk about apparel, right? Uh, If I'm to sell you, um, say, a jacket, I'll have to actually create desire for that jacket, right? Because there's no, it's not like you don't have jackets. Yeah. So that that challenge of creating desire to sell something is what got me into fashion marketing. So like I am doing fashion designing. Yes. So as a designer, I produce something on my thought process. Right. So how do we? How do you like bring it into life? How does that in marketing? Okay. So um, again, starts from the consumer. So there are various um, psychographic needs that consumers have right i'll give an example for instance uh, you have a as a designer you're working on a line which is about uh, formal wear for instance right and you're targeting a segment of students such as yourself 
uh, of creating a line which is a going to be affordable, mm-hmm. uh, going to be fashionable mm-hmm. yet formal yeah. for a student cohort of consumers who would be able to afford that product at whatever price that you sell and still say something about them at the interview, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how even marketing works, right? To be able to find those white spaces for consumers uh, and develop campaigns and communications to be able to sell that. But regardless, without you, there is no me because the product starts at you. Okay. So, sir, at Aditya Billa Fashion mm-hmm. and Retail, so like you're the uh, head of marketing for Vanessa. Right. So, how do you maintain brand consistency while catering to a diverse range of products? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, it all starts with a core brand tenant, right? Uh, the purpose of the brand. Okay. So, at Van Heusen, the brand exists to be a force multiplier mm. for the consumer in any occasion, okay. right? Mm. Um, the anchor of the brand for Van Heusen specifically is largely formal wear. So, if you look at all our products and, and designers such as you have designed those products, try and build in as much functionality as possible. Right, the right kind of pockets, the right kind of fits, all those kind of things, right? Uh, we've innovated in um, the category for many, many years now. Uh, we have a very famous line called Move, which is basically taking formal wear and putting stretch in it because we realized that there's a cohort of consumers uh, who were, um, you know, traveling a lot for business travelers in that sense, right? And for them to be stuck in a stiff, stiff suit mm-hmm. was becoming a bit stifling, yeah. right? So how do we induce, uh, so the designers at, at Van Heusen thought how do we induce um, flexibility in our garments for it to be comfortable for them, right? Uh, so that's how we look at product and propositions at the brand. Okay. Everything so that, that we do is mm-hmm. a force multiplier for our consumers. Okay. So you have worked like across different industries. Right. So how does your cross-industry experience like how does your cross-industry ex- experience enriches your ability to bring like fresh perspectives to the lifestyle marketing um, Yeah, so uh, when you work across uh, industries, uh, it's basically looking at the consumer from a different need state, right? Hmm. Uh, my experience in, uh, say, automotive, right? Yeah. Let me give you an example of hmm. uh, Chandigarh and Punjab since we're yeah. here. Um, so in Punjab, uh, one thing that we realized was when I was in automotive and TVS, we were working on a new project for a premium segment bike because Punjab is a premium segment mm. market, right? Uh, we came to Punjab and we met a lot of consumers. Uh, do you know that Punjab is the only state in the country? I'm from Punjab only and I live in Chandigarh in a PG. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, you will relate. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you know the the Royal Enfield Bullet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's called Bullet here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, Punjab is the only state that calls Bullet as masculine. Okay. Bullet khada hai. Khadi nahi hai. Swift khadi hai. Bike khadi hai. Bullet khada hai. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, when you take these kind of. Um, psychographic insights from one category, you realize what you need to do uh, in the other category. So the mm-hmm. same thing when I went to say Titan, I realized large chunky watches do well in Punjab. Yeah, they do. Right? Yeah. The small watches don't no. do well in Punjab. So because I know bolt khada hai, <laughs> I, could, I could make sense of, okay, large watches make sense. When I come to fashion, I know that um, the pull of a brand 
makes a lot of um, is very important in Punjab. Mm. Uh, being uh, larger than life in the way that you present yourself is also a big thing in Punjab, right? Yeah. So that's how you kind of connect the dots across categories. Okay. So, like, how crucial is consumer behavior in? It starts there and it ends there. And yeah, true. Everything so, is about the consumer. So, like, do you incorporate some storytelling into your yes. products? Yeah. Yes. How uh, do you do that? <laughs> um, so it all starts with uh, of course the consumer tension that you're trying to resolve uh, that then leads into a consumer proposition that you're trying to address right okay. uh, let me try and give you an example mm. okay uh, again from the automotive segment uh, scooters as a category wasn't doing well for the brands that I was working for okay. I realized that we realized that Punjab likes big scooters because everything is big here, right? So we designed a new scooter called Jupiter, which, yeah. which does quite well yeah, now, yeah. which was much larger than its previous version, which was called Vigo, which wasn't doing well here. There was a lot of hype for Jupiter. There yeah. you there go. Was, okay. Yeah. Buddy scooter. Yeah, yeah. Right. So taking that proposition, we did communication in Punjab saying buddy scooter are huh. types. You know, so that's how you take a tension, make that into a proposition, then say, okay, so how do we communicate that? That's how it kind of works. Okay, so transitioning to the present, like with the evolution of digital, um, with the evolution of digital, uh, digital marketing, right. what are the, what is the like traditional challenges during your tenure and like how do you balance between the two? <clears throat> uh, okay, so one of the... I think one of the greatest challenges in digital marketing, that's mm. what you're talking about, mm. right? Uh, is that digital marketing has, um, frankly, extremely accessible, right? Uh, if you start a homegrown brand right now, mm. and you should, by the yeah, way, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very easy for you to open a Facebook ad account and a Google ad account and start spending money to get consumers onto your website or wherever, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, as a result of which the clutter on digital media is supreme. It's it's next level, right? To get the attention of the same consumers, you have 17 other brands who are bidding on the same sort of keywords or bidding on the same consumer. So it becomes quite expensive to be able to get that consumer for your brand, even though you might have a stronger proposition, mm. right? So I think one of the greatest challenges in digital media today is the clutter which did not exist in traditional media as much. Okay. If you did a TV campaign, you knew that slot would come during that point in time, during an IPL match or whatever it was, right? But in digital media, because it's so fragmented for attention, I think one of the greatest challenges for marketers today is how do you really make sense out of spending that much money and then still competing against so many brands for attention? Okay, speaking of that, like, could you share an instance where uh, your campaign or a project had challenges, but it ultimately resulted in uh, award-winning success? Wow, okay. Award-winning <laughs> um, success, okay. The clear filter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, this was a campaign that uh, we did for... Um, Titan. Okay, I'll give you a Titan example. Um, so we want to associate. So in India, uh, do you know how the sports landscape is? Mm. Which is the biggest sport in India? Second. Very good. Yeah. Second biggest sport? <laughs> Football. From a viewership point of view. Football? No. Kabaddi. Kabaddi. Kabaddi is the second yeah, yeah. biggest. Yeah. yeah. 
from a franchise sport point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Football is the third uh, okay. biggest, right? So mm-hmm. we want to actually do a campaign uh, with football because, you know, cricket becomes extremely expensive for brands to actually have a conversation because you have someone who's spending maybe 100 crores more than you mm-hmm. and will take away all the attention. So we want to do something on football. So there was a campaign that we did uh, for the Intercontinental Cup. This is a Indian football team cup that happens in India. And the challenge was we were doing it when there was a IPL running at the same okay. time. right? Mm-hmm. So how do you get consumers to look at Indian football and your brand in Indian football when there is a far more uh, mass appeal uh, campaign or tournament yeah, that's yeah. happening? right? So what we did was we tied up with the Indian football team and we created a, a long format video along with all the players and all the sort of um, football enthusiasts of the country. Because last year, the same time, uh, our captain Sunil Chetri yeah. had to actually go on Instagram and say that, listen, today we played against Iran or I think one of those countries in an empty stadium. And he had to, the captain had to go and say, please come and watch our matches. Right. Okay. So we actually took that as a moment in time from last year and built on top of that to uh, start a hashtag called um, what was the hashtag? I forget now. Rise to the occasion or something okay. like that it oh. was. Okay. Um, that video and the money that we spent behind it got so much traction that our hashtag actually started becoming a hashtag for the Indian football team. Okay. It was called the Blue Tigers. It's still called the Blue Tigers. Yeah, yeah. And then that suddenly gained momentum and became sort of viral in that sense. And we were able to take away some audiences from, from cricket during that campaign to be able to tell our story. Okay, so your role as a brand uh, managing, so how do you nurture a brand's identity while uh, ensuring the competitiveness of the product line? Right. Yeah. So there are two bits to your question. Let's talk about the first one, which is brand identity. identity. Uh, I think most mature brands uh, have a very clear set guideline of what they do. Hmm. Right. I'll give an example. Uh, for Van Heusen, uh, we are a um, futuristic brand in the sense we will never have a conversation on craftsmanship and heritage and all of that, right? Mm. Because our competitors do that, so we don't want to talk the same language, oh. right? Uh, the guideline has many, many things talking about how sub-brands need to be treated, uh, what is the visual language. I'll give you another example. Whenever we shoot... Uh, you know, for the brand, we always shoot at a signature low angle. So over a period of time, you will, whenever you see a low angle shot of formal wear or whatever casual wear, I want you as a consumer to think of my brand because that's my signature, right? So that's how you kind of develop a guideline or a sort of a language for your brand over a period of time. So that's that's how that happens. The second part of your question was on? Maintaining the competitiveness of the product. So maintaining competitiveness is to continuously meet consumers, uh, to continuously be up to date with what the consumers need and ask for and continue to deliver to that. Okay. So like collaborations and partnerships have become integral to the uh, marketing realm. So if you could share a collaboration that uh, had played a pivotal role in one of the marketing successes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> this was, I'll give you an example of uh, my time at Titan. Um, there's a, a super sub-brand in Titan called Titan Raga. Have you heard of Titan Raga? I have. I you have? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. 
So Titan Draga had a very interesting problem, uh, not a great problem to have, but still, uh, we were we were very very strong with our repeat consumers. Uh, a lot of people who bought Raga continuously kept on buying Raga every single year, but we were losing out uh, a modern younger consumer for that brand, right? Uh, so one of the things, one of the many things that we did was we tied up with uh, Masaba Gupta. Okay. To do a special line of watches design, like a collab between Raga and their yes, logo. Okay, so it was for um, getting attention from people like you, yeah, yeah. the younger modern yeah. audiences, and that in a in a large way went a long way to kind of get us newer, younger audiences to look at Raga. Okay, so like what uh, like with the changing scenarios, what message you would like to give the young generation who want to have a career in marketing? <laughs> Oh my God, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> okay, let me see. <clears throat> okay, these are um, words that I try to live by. Okay, and this is for anyone uh, who's getting into marketing, design, any creative field where there's a lot of subjectivity, right? Okay. Because design is also subjective. Today yeah. you make something that you really like, I might come and say I don't like it at yeah, all, right? Yeah. It's similar for marketing, right? Um, so here's some words that I live by, try to live by, is that I want my decisions and I hope, let me tell you, okay, um, let all the decisions that you take in your life and in your career reflect your hopes and dreams and not your fears. Okay. It's very, very easy to succumb to fear yeah. in creative fields. Mm. So please always look at what your hope and dream was and the positive side of what you're trying to do. Okay. So also like uh, you travel, you have been traveling across markets right. for pivotal success. Like it is uh, ideal for success. Right. So how do you resonate with the local cultures while maintaining a global brand? Uh, so you have to understand why people buy you. Okay. Right. Uh, even for a global brand, for uh, for for them to do business in a certain market, you're either there because people look up to you because your brand is aspirational. Mm. So you won't really, you would only make the changes that are culturally right for that place. For instance, if I am, um, say, Van Heusen and I'm going to small town UP, for mm. instance, I will only change, I know for a fact that people are going to come to me because they have respect and they've heard it's a renowned yeah. brand, right? Uh, if I change my entire facade to Hindi and show, uh, you know, Indian models and, and whatever else, that might actually diminish my aspiration mm -hmm. for the brand. Mm -hmm. So it's a very fine line where you kind of um, do what's right for the global appeal and you do what's right for why people are going to come and buy you. Okay. And also like with the, uh, interact, uh, with the intersection, if there is an intersection of technology or fashion in one of your... Um, marketing campaigns, if you right. could tell us about that. So, uh, this is something that we did last year. Uh, last year? Yes, last mm -hmm. year. So, we organized, uh, so we are, Van Heusen did the largest metaverse event for a fashion brand in India. Okay. Uh, this was something that we did last, last February, as a matter of fact, almost a year ago, uh, where we had an online concert with a band called Venchaimet Toast. Have you heard of Venchaimet Toast? Okay, it's a, it's a popular brand. Okay. Uh, band. Um, so we did a metaverse concert where people could come experience our products mm. in the digital world. Mm. 
uh, their avatars could wear it and then they would go in for a live concert okay where the band's avatars would play okay. uh, their songs basically okay. so this is what we did last year this is unofficially the largest metaverse event in india okay so <laughs> as a fashion designer yes. how do a marketing person uh, execute my vision into the okay so as a <clears throat> fashion designer uh, you have created something uh, you need to brief the marketing team on your vision right that's mm. that's your yes. question i think the best way to do it is to start with the with the consumer and how what you've created meets consumer needs or uh, demonstrate how there is a large trend that's happening which is why you've kind of created that or demonstrate success in other markets for for a similar proposition that that you've created okay. i think that'd be the right way to go about it thank you sir for joining us today thank you sir for joining us the conversation was really insightful mm-hmm. and i'm sure everybody has a lot to learn from you so thank you, thank you for tuning in for this episode For more design-driven content like this and information about the school and upcoming events and podcasts, you can follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Until then, this is me signing off. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Let's Talk Shop. To learn more about Chitkara Design School, visit our website at chitkara.edu.in. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep designing. This is Let's Talk Shop, presented by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh.